Welcome back to another episode of the Welcome to the Table podcast with your hosts, Sean and Khalil. Yes. We are super excited to dive yes. into uh, another spiritual discipline, uh, and we are talking about the spiritual discipline of simplicity. So we're just going to keep it simple and, and dive right in. But I do, do want to say, hey, if these episodes have been beneficial to you, it means the world to us to, to have you hit that five-star review. Well, yeah. You can hit any amount of stars. If there are seven stars, if you should hit seven. If, yeah, if your platform has seven stars, please hit the seven all seven of the stars um but no it means the world to us and it really does help more people discover the podcast every episode we have new listeners that are checking it out which is really cool and so thank you for sharing thank you for uh just sharing this with other people and having them be invited into kind of the journey of growing with christ together so yeah uh, this discipline of simplicity what we're really talking about is well it's really simple just the idea of doing less but doing less for a purpose. Right. Less for and on purpose. <laughs> and it's, it, it's interesting because Khalil and I, you know, we, you, we were talking before we hit the record button and um, I admittedly feel like really excited about this discipline, mm-hmm. partly because it's one of the disciplines that I am the least, I'm not very good at it. Mm just not very good at it i think it's easy for americans just to not be very good at less Mm. because our culture says more is better and so it's interesting with simplicity too like i think something we see culturally or at least as an ideal or an idea is this idea we all we all want to do less (laughs) we say we want to do less i even see um instagram pages and stuff that are minimalist pages so it's all about simplifying your life having less around for for whatever various reasons but when we're talking about this yeah we're kind of hitting two main categories the idea of maybe owning less and doing less are are two really primary spots but you might even think of different areas in your life that you know less is necessary and we'll get into kind of the why and how this helps us and, and the purpose of it all but doing less for a purpose so with owning less um this one is, this is probably the one people think about most. I mean, when we talk about simplifying, people probably think, what's the extreme of not being simplified? I think of like hoarders, you know, uh, <laughs> hoarding people that have everything or you have a, you have a junk drawer, right? Oh, every, yeah. every house has a junk drawer. Uh, you probably know where your junk drawer is, right? Yep. Um, and so this is the most probably associated with just the desire of owning, owning fewer things, having fewer possessions or mate- fewer material goods, but um, owning less is a huge piece of simplicity in our life yeah my one junk drawer is spilling over into two. Oh wow so that's that's not good what at what point <laughs> are we seen as <laughs> as unsimplified right at what level so it's so it's so hard sometimes when you look at like owning less and which we'll be talking about mm-hmm. and then we'll also be talking about uh doing less mm-hmm. um those, those two major pieces to simplicity but um, it's, it's interesting because it is subtle. Like I think it, the idea of you not being simplified is very subtle. It kind of creeps mm. in, uh, especially within our culture. And even when we're like, I, you know, even if we consider ourselves to be simplified or minimalists or whatever, mm. it still doesn't seem to bring results that we hope mm. it would. Um, we've talked we talked a little bit about it but um what do you think what do you think is some good biblical precedence for this because Mm. culturally 
um, it, there is, we're all kind of all over the board with this, especially when it comes to marketing campaigns, big marketing campaigns to, to buy the product or to own this or to own that, or to be a part of this or, um, this club or that, um, uh, social media thing. I mean, how many social media platforms can somebody be a part of? Right. You know, all of those things. Um, and we're, it, it's almost always like we're always trying to push against that, always trying to simplify. But yeah. I don't I don't ever feel like I'm gaining a lot of ground, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or in the in the effort to try to simplify, we end up doing more things, you know, yeah. like um, I mean, most of the technology is invented because we wanted to do less at some point. Right. Right. And then so innovation is spurred by this desire to simplify even. But things just continue to get more complicated. Right. And I think it was really interesting what you just said. Um, you talked about it being really subtle. And that might even hit on as we're getting into this discipline, why it can be such a well, it's such a difficult one because it's subtle. Mm -hmm. It's different than fasting where like, I know whether or not I am fasting. I can look at the calendar and tell you, um, when it comes to Bible reading or prayer or meditation, those things are very easy to identify whether or not they are happening, but simplicity, it can be subjective and, um, it can be really subtle and we can get into a complicated life and not realize it. And we actually need to pause and take a look back and, and go back and, and notice where our life has gotten more complicated. So I immediately think, you know, you talk about biblical precedents. Um, Even before that, I was just thinking, we miss a lot of times that we have way more than any generation prior. Right. So um, just when it comes to material possessions and things and social media platforms and TV channels and podcasts and radio stations and music and uh, activity, there's so much more today. So simplicity is, is subtle because we've been brought up in this. But if we were to go back a couple generations, we'd probably be shocked that, you know, TV was only on for a certain time of the day. Right. And then there was a time before that gasp yeah. <laughs> before TV. And, you know, life was just simpler. P- people who live on farms, you know, get up, work, do the thing and and would would get done their work day and uh, have family time and eat dinner and go to bed early. Like just simpler. Yeah. So that's kind of even different for a lot of us today it seems like with technology it's it's it increases exponentially the need to draw back and to reevaluate and realign i love what richard foster says um he says contemporary culture is plagued by a passion to possess Hmm. possession not to put anyway uh, the unreasoned boast abounds that the good life is found in accumulation that more is better. Indeed, we often accept this notion without question. There's that subtlety that we're talking about. With the result that the lust for affluence in contemporary society has become psychotic. I was like, oh, wow. it's become psychotic. Like this idea that, you know, that our longings, that our mm. desires, even though I think there's probably a good portion of us that desire simplicity too, but it's almost like which, which, um, monster becomes bigger. Yeah. You know, which one are we feeding? And I would say we definitely feed the desire of accumulation Mm -hmm. more often than not. I know I do to be plagued with a passion to possess. Like we're always thinking about the next thing, right? I mean, outfit, clothes, uh, technology, whatever though. So, that's kind of this idea of, of owning less fights the 
the heart's draw to possess more. Right. That's what owning less uh, uh, helps us accomplish is right. fighting that desire to possess more. Um, then you also have this idea of doing less, maybe right. a little bit on the other side of the spectrum. And so, you know, if it isn't just about the literal stuff that we have, um, we also find ourselves also just doing so much that gets in the way of a simple life. Um, so you might not be struggling maybe with the possessions piece, but you might be struggling with, uh, there's just too many things on your plate and you find mm-hmm. yourself with too many competing interests or a schedule that's stressful, that's crowded, that j- you're just trying to figure out how to fit the next thing in there. So we're, it's, we're still trying to cram more into the schedule. And the thing is, if we have too many pursuits in our life, then we're not ever going to be focused. We're, yeah. we're, we'll never have a focus that we are living for. And as followers of Jesus, we are called to live for him and to give our lives to him and to walk in obedience to him. And so uh, having too many pursuits, too many different things spreads us so thin that we can't ever actually live a focused life in obedience to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, Nike says, just do it. Just do it. Just do it all. I would say don't. Right? <laughs> don't. You don't need to do everything. You don't need to pursue everything. That, that, there's actually a discipline to saying no. Right. And a discipline to simplifying our lives and focusing um, and how many people, Sean, just describe their lives as busy, right? Right. Just say, man, I'm so busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, this isn't good. This right. is not a good thing. I, when, when people tell me how busy they are, I hear anxiety and I hear stress and I hear overwhelm and I hear how fragmented their life seems to be feeling. Right. And so doing less is actually, an, it's kind of a combination of disciplines here, but doing less is simplifying our lives with a purpose so that we can live focused in our dedication, our faithfulness to Christ. Yeah, to do the things that that Jesus has called us to do as followers. If you're a follower of Jesus, we know based off the scriptures and not just the, uh, the scriptures and the, to- the totality of the scriptures, but also with Jesus's life that he lived, that we have the four narratives of, that w- we know there are certain things that we must do. And so, uh, but to be busy with the things that are most important Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's oftentimes I get busyness and hurriedness confused, Mm. you know, um, this idea of being busy, but, um, in the sense that to be about the business of the mission of Jesus, Mm -hmm. like to be about, about his, uh, his kingdom that he's established and continues to establish that I can pay attention to what he's doing, uh, so that I can, so that I can continuously be pointing people back towards him. And so, um, I just think sometimes, and you know, this is, this is kind of your thought here, but I just think sometimes at the end of the day, there are so many followers of Jesus that just feel disheveled. Mm. Um, they're tired or worn out or anxious, uh, you know, worry warts. I know for me, I'm, you know, we just worry, um, about anything really. And, and we just feel like we're so, uh, we haven't accomplished the things that we wanted to accomplish at the end of the day. Yeah. I think part of that is this, we, we just, we don't have this art of simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you know, if you arrive at the end of your day and you just feel fragmented, you feel restless, like you didn't accomplish what you hoped, you didn't spend time on the things you wish you would have, right? But you don't exactly know what you'd change or what you would do. Um, you're probably not living the simple life. 
if you have important things to do, but you find yourself just jumping between different tasks and different and cycling between uh, all these different things on the calendar, which I find myself in this place a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm too. jumping between my text messages and my emails and a task and then running across the office and then I'm at a meeting and I just find myself haphazardly between different things um, or, or forgetting what I was thinking about or struggling to get back on track. I would say if this is you, then you're probably not living the simple life. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of us are going to find ourselves here. So this is where simplifying with a purpose, because without a purpose at the center of this idea of simplicity, we're not really moving towards anything. And the idea is we'll be divided, we'll be distracted, and we'll kind of aimlessly drift between one thing and the other. And it's John 14, 6, where Jesus Mm -hmm. says, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus is uh, the way. He is the straight path in a wandering world. Um, he's the one who, who orchestrates our life and our purpose. And in order for us to follow him and to be focused on him, it's going to require us simplifying our activities, yeah. our pursuits, um, the number of different voices we're listening to and trying to follow. And so I think that that's where purpose comes into play. As I'm remembering my purpose is to walk in relationship with God, my creator, with Jesus, who shapes my life. Are these other things acting as distractions that are keeping me from walking in that purpose? If so, then I want to simplify. Yeah, because he's the one that ultimately gives us meaning. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking, um, and, and, that, and that, by the way, is um, one of the great questions of life mm-hmm. is, does my life have purpose? Does it have meaning? And so you're naturally going to try and find your meaning in something or someone. That is every human being does that. We all worship. Right. We all long for something. Uh, uh, James K. A. Smith, classic, mm-hmm. You Are What You Love. Mm-hmm. And so great book, by the way, little plug there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about this when podcasting first came out. Yeah. Like you had like, you know, you had a couple of podcasts here and there that, you know, that were doing well. Different things. Dude, I, you cannot keep up with the amount oh, of no. voices nope. that are there. Nope. The amount of vodcasting. I don't even know if they call that it, that anymore, right. but I mean, it was really hip to say, oh, are you vodcasting, bro? Are you <laughs> podcasting or vodcasting? You know, and so <laughs> everything's so on YouTube. You know, you've got billions and billions of videos and, and it's like if we're searching for our meaning and anything outside of Jesus and who he says we are, mm. and um, then you're just going to feel, like you said, fragmented, divide, and you almost, it, it does the opposite. Yeah. I feel almost like lost mm-hmm. in the search for significance and meaning. Simplicity, the art of simplicity really pushes back against this, really helps us to stay on the way with Jesus. Um, and on that idea of being fragmented, I just thought about it because I'm really empathizing with a lot of people I know who just, yeah. they, are, they are restless right now. And I thought of John 14, 27, you know, where it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Yeah. Um, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Man, that promise and that, that invitation needs to echo through all the noise and we will hear that so much clearer when it is silent mm. and simple around us. Jesus comes in in the last several chapters of John there. He says it so many times. Mm-hmm. John chapter 20 he says it twice within two or three verses after his resurrection. And he breathes on the disciples, mm-hmm. says, peace I give you, go. And sends, um, sends his disciples on mission. And 
it, this is a, a really important characteristic. Maybe we could do a podcast even about this characteristic, the mm. peace of God. Yeah. You know, um, the shalom. It's There's so much depth to that. And um, I think that's that's a good word even for me right now, Khalil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, Holy Spirit just spoke that to me in this moment. I mean, we need peace. Yeah. And this discipline is a, is a way of inviting God's peace back into Absolutely. our life. So it helps us refocus our hearts. Uh, it helps us to remind our, ourselves um, what we truly desire most, what is most important. And I'm, I'm believing that you're, you're probably a, a Christian if you're listening to this. If you're not, um, you know, we, we believe that God is the one who orchestrates our purpose, who has the best plan for our lives. And so we are choosing as followers of Jesus to entrust ourselves to him. And I'd invite you to do the very same. Um, but this, yeah. this discipline is in order to help us grow in a relationship with him. So, um, so yeah, simplicity needs to have kind of a center and that's this clear purpose. And I, I think we've, we've made that point here on just yeah. purpose for that. Um, I mean, yeah. Mark eight thirty six, another great passage says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And in, in our lack of simplicity, we, we might be gaining the whole world, or at least we're in the pursuit of it, right? The pursuit of more things, the pursuit of doing more things. I mean, I, wanna, I wish I could do every hobby and every activity and every adventure that this world has to offer. The reality is I can't. Right. I can't. And so I need to, instead of just pursuing that and spreading myself thin and wearing myself out and um, unfocusing my life, I want, we want to simplify um, in, in this discipline of simplicity. Yeah, it's kind of a funny way of putting it but it's so important it's just you almost have to swing the pendulum all the way on the other end because of the fact that there's so much that we can jump jump into even i just feel impressed going back to that idea that if if you're listening and you're not sure about uh, about christ you're not sure about your walk right now where you're at this is also really important with uh john uh 14 6 that thomas merton actually he said it he said um your life is shaped by the end you live for you are made in the image of what you desire wow. and Khalil and i would add to that you are made in the image of what you desire most yep. um and so there's there's always things that we desire mm -hmm. and uh is it shaping you into the person that christ is wanting has created you to be and so that's the most important purpose there and um, yeah, that Mark, that Mark eight passage is so important too, because I think, um, I think of good things, good things that can get in the way of what God really wants to do, uh, in my life and through my life and around my life. Yeah. And, um, when I practice the ancient discipline, this ancient discipline, my desires are realigned and I recognize that I don't need to acquire and accumulate I don't need to do everything like every minute of my day does not need to be uh, filled with something else to do yeah you know and so I hope with the spiritual disciplines these ancient practices that we're not just coming across as this is just another thing for you to do but mm. that you would desire because you love Jesus if, if you're a follower and, and you behold him and, um, because you, you are following him, that it's more of a, I can't not spend time with him. I can't not meditate on his word. I can't not do these things. So it's not that we want to do more, but that we realign those desires. And I recognize, man, 
I am not the king of the world yeah. when I when I practice simplicity and 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 doing more getting more doesn't bring me closer to Jesus necessarily it's not guaranteed to mm-hmm. and it does not bring rest and peace and satisfaction always it just doesn't and so the simplest the simple life reminds me of those things yeah um do I really need this mm-hmm. do I really need that um, do I really need to say yes to this, this, and this mm-hmm. all at the same time? And, you know, and that really comes back to, again, to what voice matters most and what we're ultimately living for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, apart from this, as I'm thinking, yeah. um, everyone, most of our, most of our America, because that's where we are, like people are pursuing more. People mm-hmm. are pursuing more things, a better job, better career, bigger home, newer stuff. And you've, you know, people are comparing themselves against one another to who has the newest whatever. And there's that social pressure for it. And so um, apart from apart from being purposeful here, I will feel all the same pressures and mm-hmm. and, and live for all of the same things and forget my purpose. And and then I'm now I'm living for that God, basically. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was a time it was years ago, but um, I think I was I was 18, 19. And I just found myself, uh, I would go to, um, like the discount retailers, like Ross and stuff all the time. Amen. And I'd walk in, I'd walk in and I, but I found myself there a lot yeah. and I'd almost always walk out with something. Now I was smart, did clearance, right? So I'm <laughs> saving money. I'm, I'm, I could justify it in that sense, but I just found myself always going to the store and getting things and, and loading up myself. Cause I, I liked having a newer outfit. You know, I liked having something new I could wear, made me feel good to do so. But then I started finding myself just going, why am I here all the time? Why am I always doing this? And um, then I started, you know, I would go in, but I wouldn't buy something every time. And then I found myself driving by. And I, one day, I will never forget, I thought I was going home, but I remember I was swinging by the store first. And as I was, like, pulling into the parking lot, I remember thinking, why am I here? Um, and I, I just kept driving. But I'm like, why am I here? So that became such an unconscious um, action in my life. And I think looking back, I'm realizing I was living for something else there. And I didn't even realize how much it was shaping me. And it was shaping my desires and my thoughts and how I was using my, using my resources and my time and um, what mattered most to me. And I started having to think, why do I want this so much? Why does this matter so much to me in this moment? Um, and since then, I mean, it, it completely shaped me. I haven't been the same in that way since. But I just wanted to share that story because um, one of, something I just recently read, I was re- reading um, A.W. Tozer, and he was a theologian who lived in the eight, late, well, late 1800s, mm-hmm. mid, mid-1900s. Um, and he wrote on the idea of the blessedness of possessing nothing, right. which sounds like a contradiction. Yeah. To, be, to be blessed, to possess nothing. And he bases it on the Beatitudes. You know, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And right. he points out in there something that I think is really interesting in his writing. Um, he says, basically, uh, that you know, obviously God created the world. And he created everything in it and he gave it all to man for the purpose of using. All right. So he gave, he gave all of creation as tools for us to use and to enjoy, but he always meant for it to be something that was external to man and subservient or less important to him. Um, And because he was, because in him was the image of God, man was made in the image of God. And so in the heart of man, the only thing that was ever supposed to be there would be God. That yeah. God would occupy and dwell that in that place. And uh, so he goes on kind of in his writing and he talks about the point that like we have we have moved away from that. 
But he said that, you know, in the deep heart of man was a shrine where none but God was worthy to come. Yeah. And so the, the, the heart was meant to be a place that only God could occupy. And man would live for God and God alone. Like you said, we are made in the image of him and, and we're made yeah. in the image of what we desire most or long for most. And God was always meant to be that thing. But, right. you know, in our culture, um, we've allowed things to get into our heart. Right. The place that is only meant for God and we can live for things, we can live for stuff, we can live for status, we can live for so many other things. And God is the only God that is worthy to live there. God is the only one worthy to dwell on the throne of our hearts. And when I think about simplicity personally, I think about how this discipline helps me pull back from those things, pull back from the stores, pull, pull back from the social pressures, right. um, to remember that I'm living for him um, right. in a world that's living for so many other things. And that stands out. It stands out, especially when you have, um, when you are content. And um, my story is a little similar as well when it comes to um, just, I'm a very relational person and it's easy for me to fill up my calendar with lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I find myself on occasion getting easily frustrated with my family if I come home, uh, getting uh, a little, I'm, I'm tired all the time. I feel like I'm always tired, especially if I haven't rested or whatever, but feeling like I have to continuously say yes. Part of it is an insecurity to please people and it's a performance anxiety thing. I think I've said that before in a podcast in the past um, that I'm constantly have to work. Well, simplicity, and I'm not good at, like I said at the, the uh, beginning of this podcast, this is one of the disciplines I'm, n- I know the least about and I'm not the best at mm. practicing. I'm better at some of the other things. Me too. Um, I think solitude and silence is probably a second for I me. Would, but, I, would, I would agree <laughs> <yeah>. as well. <laughs> but, but, you know, and so there's, there's this constant uh, desire and need for me to do more to accomplish more, to, to, to prove my worth, to prove mm-hmm. myself that, that, and then people just, you know, they just clap their hands and they just pat you on the back and wow, so great. Love it. Love your heart. This is and that, which some of that stuff isn't bad, but then, and then on the other side of it is, is man, I've, I've acquired this new, um, trait, if you will, mm-hmm. to, uh, to build stuff. Mm-hmm. Khalil knows this. He's helped me before with some stuff. So like, great. I'm starting to get, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's <laughs> kind of fun. I, I'm, I really enjoy it. I didn't grow up. I'm not a very handy individual, but I find myself, um, the pull and the draw for a new toy or tool or something. Yeah. Uh, every time I go pa- past a Lowe's or Home Depot or your, or my local, um, tool place, you know, I could get, this or that or yeah. that and it's and maybe it's just a, a five or ten or fifteen dollar thing but i i'm finding that i have to really guard like guard myself from that not mm-hmm. because i'm gonna go crazy but because like you said do i really need this mm-hmm. the simple life it really helps me remain realigned with christ well and that's good too because you know i think about that it's not necessarily that the tools bad right the things aren't bad because right. god gave us these things in this creation for totally. us to enjoy but the question would then be what proximity is it getting to my heart 
Yeah. Um, is it is it moving into a place of value or significance or importance that only God should hold? Yeah. And yeah. that is where simplicity helps reveal that. Because yes. as soon as you pull away from something, you realize how much you longed for it or wanted it or depended on it or hoped in it. Yeah. And so uh, it reminds me a lot, kind of this discipline of fasting. Like we, we realize our body's craving. Yeah. Uh, when we craving, move simple, yeah. when we simplify, we notice that. I think in si- silence and solitude, these are kind of disciplines in the same vein. Because silence and solitude, I find myself wanting to pick up something else or do something. Or talk. And, and it's like, <laughs> why? Why? So so these are these disciplines or these ancient practices really help us recognize our own heart and uh, continue to yeah. allow it to be shaped by God. So um, I think that captures the heart of this. this. Yeah. And I'm sure many people would say, I can relate with this in some way. Right. So what can we do practically then to kind of move towards the simple life because it's obviously not just a black and white thing we've said it's kind of subtle um, but what things can we do to move in the direction of simplicity yeah and there's so many so many different things that um that come to mind i mean one thing that i that i thought about was just with technology some of y'all listening to this and i might even be talking to myself a little bit need to go from a smartphone to a dumb phone mm-hmm. you need to go backwards in your technology mm-hmm. whatever that might look like i'm using the phone as an example but it could look like i don't have five million channels on my cable tv or mm-hmm. on my i don't have now it's like all these subscriptions that's a resistance for me it's like it's easy for me to say i need i need this subscription cbs and hulu and disney and netflix and we've got mm-hmm. 15 different subscriptions maybe it's cutting back on some of that for a time Mm. maybe it doesn't need to be forever but cutting back on some of that so that you can go forward so going backwards in our technology so we might be able to go forward in our walk with jesus and make sure that he's occupying that space alone um that that's something that i think is pretty convicting for me uh, personally, mm-hmm. um, that's one one thing just to get the ball rolling. No, that's super good. I would kick off too with as we're talking about these, remembering our purpose. Yeah, um, as we talked about, remembering our purpose, remember what you're living for, um, because that keeps Important. us focused in this discipline and helps us grow in this direction. Right. So, um, anyways, I just thought of while you were talking, you might want to drop your spending budget. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so have a budget. Yeah, if you don't have a budget, <laughs> definitely one. have the discipline of a, a budget because that'll help you live a life of faithfulness and and it it'll just lead to a life of joy. We promise. Right. So, um, but in your budget, you might you the Lord might tell you to to drop your spending budget. So what you've allotted to spending, um, I did that as a discipline to tell myself I don't need this. I don't right. need as much, and so I actually reduced what I needed and that actually weakened the muscle of needing and buying as well. Right. So maybe you drop the spending budget. Maybe you uh, delete some apps on your phone, mm-hmm. um, deleting a lot of the apps that you don't necessarily need, or maybe you could wait until you get to a computer or something later. So it has a place. So it's not everywhere with you. Yeah. Or for me, it was removing all of my notifications as well. So I deleted yeah. a lot of apps, but, um, I don't let any of those push notifications come through because yeah. they, they are distractions and they make my life feel busier and they make me pick up my phone more dude that that's so huge and i'm noticing things and and it's a semiotic for me too mm-hmm. like our it's a brain trigger mm-hmm. when it comes to uh uh vibration on our on our wrist oh, with yeah. our phone like people hitting their they're hitting their their uh watches oh, yeah. and stuff like and 
it's so crazy. Like just to say, I'm not going to even text messaging, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I have my uh, phone on silent all the time. Mm -hmm. I turn my phone off at night. Mm -hmm. You cannot get, the whole world could be burning down. Mm -hmm. Well, my sons roll into our room, then we're waking up, but the world could be burning down. We we don't know. Like I, 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 um, so, so those are really important. And and that kind of goes in hand in hand with this idea of, uh, work when you work, mm. play when you play. Yeah. If you're at home, if you're with your friends, if we, if you're with your kids, those of you who have children, those of you who listen, who are maybe uh, single or unmarried, or you're dating, or you just you've got roommates, be present. Be present. So Put the phone away. It doesn't need to just be on Sabbath, but you know you get home for. Uh, you know, for the first hour or whatever, you're home with your roommates, your family, your friends, whoever, whatever that space looks like, put your phone on your bed in your room and then shut your room door or something. Um, you know, that, that, that idea there, um, that idea of presence leaning into sacred rhythms and sacred moments, uh, with those that you, that you're around, even if you're by yourself, Mm -hmm. do I do it? And then maybe kick back with the book or go, and do nothing just mm. just lean into the quiet and yeah. and the simple life yeah but if your work happens to follow you home that's a discipline let work be there let 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 friendships be friendships and mm-hmm. your relationships be those be the most important things in those moments um because also you know people people can tell when you're somewhere else on your oh, phone yeah. um yeah, i hear people talk about that a lot you know man my friends are just not even present with me so yeah. um we'll find we'll find a greater depth in that you know i was even thinking um I was thinking about sharing it earlier, but I, f- I kind of forgot. But uh, they there was a study that showed that, uh, especially amongst young adults and those in our younger generation, the amount of social activity with friends is down uh, like 40% from 50 years ago. Hmm. Um, so people in our habit to like, our attempt to try to like simplify, we're, we're withdrawing from people and community. But it, the study also showed that like, uh, even though people are kind of withdrawing and trying to work less and, and do less in different areas, they're not experiencing greater simplicity <laughs> um, <laughs> because we're, I'm assuming it's probably filling up with other things. Uh, yeah. But I just think as we're kind of wrapping up here too, remembering that most Americans half feel half uh, or most say they're overworked half think that there are too many tasks to complete each week. Two thirds of Americans feel that they don't have enough time for themselves or their spouses, and three fourths say they don't get to spend as much time with their kids as they would like to. Yeah, and all of us are looking for relationship and connection. So, you what you were talking about, even being present, made me think about all of the tasks and the things we're trying to do can actually keep us from these connections that really matter to us as yeah. well. Life giving. So, um, yeah. Just back to the practical, I would say. Uh, in your day, schedule your time with God first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this idea of put the big rocks in your cup first so that the small ones don't keep the big things out. Uh, I would say schedule your time with God first so nothing can ever take it. Yeah. Um, so prayer in the morning, scripture in the morning, some you know, a spiritual habit in the evening, whatever that looks like. Then no matter how, quote, busy you get, nothing gets in the way of your connecting with God. Right, and it sets you up. Mm-hmm. Sets you up for the rest of the day and in, into your week. Learn to say no. You know, is another yes. thing. Um, learn to learn exercise your no muscle, not because you want to be a jerk or anything. Learn also how to say no. <laughs> you know, with compassion and kindness and an explanation if need be. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, we need to exercise. I know I do. 
I know I need to do that. Yeah. So a lot more. So the big idea here is, you know, the world, the world is constantly saying, go big, go big, do more, uh, like go harder, just keep going. And the mantra of the simple life and this discipline is the exact opposite. It's go small, yeah. simplify, uh, focus. And we want to encourage you to focus on your relationship with God above all things. Yeah. As we wrap up, I just uh, kind of want to give a little bit of encouragement to you. Jesus talked about this um, this idea of um, how how tomorrow has enough worries of its own that we don't need to worry and 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 be concerned about anything. Uh, this is in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty five to thirty four. It's a great piece of scripture. I challenge you to read. The great reformer Martin Luther said based on this scripture he said being concerned means clinging to it with your heart i am not concerned about anything that my heart does not think about but i must have a heart for anything about which i am concerned and so my my um encouragement as we sign off to you would be to notice the birds Jesus talks about this in Matthew 6. Notice the sparrows and notice the lilies of the field. Let them be our guide to the simple life. They don't worry about their next meal, what they wear, what they're going to drink. They are simply concerned with their simple they're concerned with they're concerned with simplicity. Mm. And so uh, I encourage you read those things and as you go, notice the birds. I know it sounds weird, but notice mm. birds. Notice what they do, how they act. And every time, may you be reminded of simplicity when we look at nature and the created order. And so be encouraged. Jesus is king. Um, he is in control. And we need not worry or be concerned. Uh, we can lean into simplicity. So... Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. We always want to encourage you to hit that rating, hit that review, share this with someone who also you want to just encourage to invite into the simple life and uh, simplify this week. That's our prayer for you. God bless.